1: Learn more at marines.com. This is inside purple and
0: gold. Draft Twitter is hilarious um, because you have a lot of, I mean, you have legitimate experts out there who, who grind tape and actually, you know, can know who they're talking about when we get into like the deep third, fourth round. Uh, And then you have guys who just are just on Twitter firing off takes. This guy stinks. This guy's not good um you know and i think that's what you will see reactionary like to your point if the vikings trade down in a couple of weeks in the first round if they don't take the quarterback if they select two defensive players that maybe don't have a huge you know name recognition you're going to see draft twitter be like Whoa, oh, this was a terrible draft like oh what, what are we even doing here like we don't know any of these people like how are these guys going to make an impact? And 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 I think you're right. You need to let these picks marinate for a little bit if that's the route they try and go. Um I think last year's draft is a good example. Like injury, it's notwithstanding. It's too soon to to call bust on Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth Jr. And, and and people like that. Um, and I think there's gonna be just a reaction because of how much quarterback has been talked about in the buildup to this one, that if they don't take a quarterback, well, anyone they take, uh, Unless it's a receiver, because like you said, people love receivers. They love Mm -hmm. that offensive talent. I think that the first gut reaction is going to be like, well, that was underwhelming. This guy's not very good. Um, When I think the reaction, you know, instead should be, okay, um, they didn't get their quarterback because they, you know, they didn't lock on on the guy they wanted or the guy they wanted wasn't there. So they took the pragmatic approach, moved back, or or stayed put, and, and took a defensive guy that they really think can can make an impact. Um, if if they choose to go the route of defense, obviously, you know, receiver, it's probably not a position of need, quote unquote, but it's something that I think you know I would personally look into. You know, if I was in the front office, um, someone to, that can grow with Justin Jefferson. Uh, no disrespect to KJ Osborne, but he's probably better suited as a as a number three. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that last year. Um, I think he offers something and he brings something to to the locker room and to the field. Uh, I'm just not sure you want him to be your number two receiver moving forward. Um, I I think he's capable. I, I I do. Um, uh, But I think that, you know, if you can go grab a high end talent, um, you you, you might be inclined to do so. A couple of housekeeping things, Tom, before I want to pick your brain on, on something like yesterday. Quacey was also asked about Zadarius Smith and Dalvin cook. Um, Darius Smith announced his departure on Twitter like a couple of months ago, even though he's still under contract and the the Vikings haven't, haven't budged on that. So he's still there. He's still on the roster. Um, Dalvin cook. I think it's pretty clear. uh, If you just read between the lines that they're trying to get something done here because they, 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 they signed Alexander Madison to a, you know, a multiple year deal. I don't think Madison signs that contract if he thinks, you know, he's going to just have to be relegated to a backup role again. I, I think there's conversations going um, with both of those guys. And that that's the word that, that Quacey used yesterday. There's ongoing conversations with Darius Smith and his camp. There's ongoing conversations with Dalvin cook in his camp. Um, don't expect either guy to be at, you know, the voluntary workouts on Monday, obviously Dalvin cooks coming off shoulder surgery. So even if he, he was completely happy, he might not be there anyway. Um, but it does seem like at some point, um, this thing is going to come to a head. Uh, I'm not sure I expect either guy back on the roster next year. I think there there is some mm-hmm. level of awkwardness after you know it's clear one guy doesn't want to be here, the other guy um, you kind of just find his replacement. Um, and he's sitting there in the room and, and he wants a bigger role. Um, I, I feel like the Vikings will find a way to you know a trade partner at some point. Maybe it's just uh, you know, one of those surprise cuts in training camp. Um, but wanted to touch on that um, quickly before we kind of jump back into quarterback and, and, and draft and Tom, if you obviously if they don't go quarterback, you think they'll go defense. Um, if you were in Quasey's shoes, would you go quarterback? Would you trade up in this draft um, to go get someone with the idea being we believe in this guy, or we believe in them enough and that guy gets to sit a year under Kirk cousins. Um, and then there's a clear succession plan in place rather than push it off a year. Then maybe you're doing a bridge quarterback and a rookie quarterback or starting a rookie quarterback um, straight out of, you know, next year's draft. Um, what would you do? Would you trade up for a quarterback or not?
1: I wouldn't. Cause I'm assuming you're not getting the first two guys. I think that's a safe assumption. I think the issue with Richardson I have is that like big program, but it's, I'm always hesitant with the combine. You know what I mean? It's like it's often like, you know, your your tape mm-hmm. is kind of your grades, and then like the combine is the SATs or whatever, the standardized test. Like I he, I might be end up being really wrong with Richardson. And I obviously am a little more sold after the combine, but I just I think you have to lean on the tape. And my guess is by the way, those guys will, right? They talked about watching tape together that they were scrambling less or whatever in this offseason. Um, I think like with Levis it's just weird to see a guy I think he went from Penn State to Kentucky and like you look at the arm strength but they didn't lean into it was that the talent at Kentucky perhaps but like you know like I kind of worry about that and then the the hooker is just weird offense and he's you know quite a bit older um because I'm not enamored with any of those three guys and because I just see such a need on defense right if defense was more just like man they just have to address Mm -hmm. corners or something I'd be more inclined to go hey take the risk on Levis or something but like given that and given you have flores and you have this year to kind of get it right right especially because there's gonna be so i know there's always scrutiny on the quarterback and of course if they don't come away with any of them like people go what's the plan with kirk or whatever but like um given you have this year with flores and that's all you know you got i would i'd be like look we got to start building the foundation even if he ends up leaving for a head coach job like make that attractive Mm -hmm. position for the next guy who comes in so um And also fix it because it was messed up last year and it hurt him. So I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to to go that route just because of, you know, there's just no one where I'm like, I just think everyone's wrong about Levis, right. Or whatever. And I know that the defense needs to be fixed.
0: Yeah, it, it is hard. Like because the defense has so many glaring deficiencies right now or so many, you know, areas that you could just kind of point and shoot, pick a defensive guy in the first round and, assuming they don't stink like they're going to have a role on this defense next year because the defense as a whole you know is in a transition period and was one of the worst in the league last year so i i think i would lean with you on, on that i i just i i love anthony richardson because i think he's cool yeah <laughs> he, yeah oh he, he is, is cool. for sure but i think it would i think it would be a fun guy to like from my from a coverage standpoint like it would either blow up or, you know, or he'd be amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I think that would be fun, but I don't know if that's the best decision. And I think there's a lot of, you see this a lot with the draft. You're right. um, The draft process guys skyrocket up boards because, you know, he did, he did a a back handspring and, you know, after throwing the ball 85 yards to close his pro day, like that's the athleticism guys are like, wow, you know, if we could just bottle that up and he'd be a really good quarterback. But the, the, the tape shows that, there are areas that he's just, he struggled at in college and and the defense gets that much harder in the NFL. Um, yeah. You're not getting either of the first two. And, and those are like the, the slam dunk quarterbacks of this draft. Everyone else has question marks. I just don't know if you can. Assuming you have to trade up to get one of these guys. I don't think you, you, you can afford to trade a bunch of picks for, for a question mark at, at that position. And, and I think if you read between the lines of, of Kwesi and Kevin yesterday, I think that's what they were alluding to. Like, you know, Kevin O'Connell basically said, like, we're not going to sacrifice a succession plan if it's the wrong guy. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't, he didn't flat out say, we don't believe in Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, or Hendon Hooker, but he left the door open for, look, this might not be the right fit for us this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Kirk is going to be the starting quarterback no matter who we drafted in this round. So we'll just move forward with that. We'll try and surround the rest of the team with talent. We'll take our chances this year and we'll cross that bridge when, when next off season rolls around. I think that's where I would lean. Um, I think where me and you'd kind of differ. Um, I think if a, if a receiver is there, I'm, I'm taking them. Um, I totally understand um, the defensive, the aspect of it. And, and that was your biggest weakness last year um receiver like that's not a weakness at all you have the best in the league you have guys who are serviceable like even a guy like i'm i'm being kind of serious here like even a guy like jalen naylor like i think you can get something out of him i didn't I actually. But, um, because he's really fast um first and foremost he can take the top off of defense and, and he was a productive player in college so i i think like that's a guy like maybe he's flying under the radar right now but i understand if, if you want to go defense because you see like talent in the room of, of receiving already um i would just be really really itchy and, and tempted to to take one of these guys if, if, if one of the bigger names are there
1: yeah i a guy like Naylor. it's really funny like those guys are around the draft and kind of after they're selected are become really popular because like you go look at the athleticism. And also that's what the coaches look at, right. You had to kind of allude to this, like guys get enamored with the quarterback and handspring or whatever. It's cause they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I, uh, um, uh, the coaches are confident too. Right. I can deal with this. I can make something happen with this, um, this athleticism. It's the stuff you can't coach or whatever. Right. I can, you yeah. can have the smartest player in the world, like, you, you know, whatever. So, um, but it's funny that like Naylor, we should be still kind of hyping him up. I mean, I understand like yeah. he only played so many. Also, that's the guy they went to in Rager. Rager, yeah, like this has come back. I think it was in Indianapolis. Like, he ran a bad route and like it through it, like Cousins threw a pick and then he didn't know whether the defense was uh, man or zone and led to another pick. So, like, that's who they went to. And I, I'm not saying Naylor's ready, I'm not saying Naylor's blown up. He's certainly not receiver two entering camp, but like, uh there's something raw there. I think they saw with Osborne too, as much as they drafted him as a returner, returner tends to be like kind of athleticism based, right? It's why kind of regular, despite his warts, like is still a really good returner, but, um, but yeah, I mean that, so, so yeah, I just, that's also something to remember here is like, they're going to be taking a lot of guys like that, right? Daniel Hunter was, it was not based off of production. It was what they saw Mm -hmm. in his relative athletic athletic store or whatever. The, uh, if, if you're filling out this defense, you're doing more than five picks. It's going to be a lot of guys where like, I think we're going to start to see quasi's trends, right? We already kind of know them, but it's like, we're going to start to see, Oh, here, look, like whether it's the three cone drill or whether it's like something you see in the RS yeah. or whatever, we're going to, st- or it's just like guys from big programs who like transferred in or say, so, you know what I mean? Like we're going to start to see these weird trends. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, again, like that's that's the only unfortunate side to them, like going in for a quarterback is we're probably we will know less about the organization because every organization would go all in for the quarterback they believe in. But assuming they do this other route where they're trading down and getting value, like after two years, we're gonna we're gonna start to see the trends and kind of what um, what he values and whether that works on the field.
0: For sure, uh, that's really all I have, Tom. Anything else you want to talk about? Because I mean, <laughs> we look at you know all of this conversation that 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 kind of transpires in the lead up to the draft is really just we're trying to get there and yeah yeah. these are kind of the dog days of the off season now um but really it really starts to pick up after that there's mandatory workouts next week that's something to make note of um or not i'm sorry not mandatory voluntary workouts next week mandatory mini camp is in june um but voluntary workouts i think we'll see like a pretty good, you know, a number of attendants there. Um, that's interesting kind of, um, uh, but all of this is really just, we're, we're setting up for the draft or gearing up for the first round. Um, and then, you know, from, from there, the, you know, the off season kind of disperses and and rookies come in and you know, veterans are back. And then all of a sudden it's training camp. So, you know, that's I mean, that's really all we have today. Um, we'll be back more next week. Like I said, voluntary workouts. So there will be some access here with with players. Um, we'll get to kind of pick their brain about their off season as a whole. Um, but yeah, and thank you for joining us on this one. Um, it's Friday morning. It's supposed to be a pretty nice weekend in Minnesota. If you're listening, um, go ahead and do something outside. We, we finally made it to spring. Uh, but for Tom Schreier and Dame Mizutani, we will talk to you next week.